when we look at the statistics, you know, one in two women will have a hormonal issue in her lifetime, a, a thyroid issue, for example. 80% of women will have a hormonal issue. One in nine women have PCOS. One in eight women have fibroids. One in six couples is struggling with infertility and on and on and on. Hi, I'm Vishen Lakiani, founder of Mind Valley, the school for human transformation. You're listening to the Mind Valley podcast, where we'll be bringing you the greatest teachers and thought leaders on the planet to discuss the world's most powerful ideas in personal growth for mind, body, spirit, and work. Welcome back to the Mind Valley podcast. So today we have a really, really, really interesting podcast episode. Firstly, there's going to be not just me, but two people doing this interview. I'll tell you about the second person shortly. But first, let me tell you about our guest. Our guest is Elisa Vitti, and you'll find her on her website, intheflowbook.com. That's spelled in the flow, F-L-O, book.com. Alicia today is going to be talking about hormones and specifically how to unlock your hormones her book in the flow is the subtitle is, is this unlock your hormonal advantage and revolutionize your life introducing the cycle syncing method a 28 day plan with recipes workouts and daily planner and a biohacking toolkit so in the flow is basically a book on how to unlock your hormonal advantage through various daily practices nutrition so that you can have a more fulfilling, energetic, emotionally well-balanced day. And it's primarily targeted at women, but Alicia is super excited to have men on this interview as well, because there's a lot you're going to learn about the women in your life. Now, because I am a male, and there are certain aspects of this where I, I believe I may not have the background to ask the right questions, I'm joined today in hosting this interview by Christina Mand-Lakiani. Christina is a co-founder at Mind Valley, and um, she is actually my former wife. We were married for almost two decades. We have two children together. We are now co-parents, close friends, and Christina is a key part of my life and of Mind Valley. And so I asked Christina to join us today um, in this interview. For those of you who are Mind Valley members, you will find Christina's programs in your membership. Christina, welcome. Thank you, Vishen. And I actually welcome Alisa and I want to welcome all the men in this conversation because I, as a, a very um, amateur feminist, I'm actually very, very welcoming the men into conversation about women. In fact, I want to start, if you don't mind, I want to start asking Alisa uh, with uh, with that angle, in fact, because I don't think it's just the men who don't know uh, how women function. I believe that uh, we women often don't know how we function. So I want to ask Alisa this question. I know that you started your career as a medical doctor. You were studying to become a medical doctor. And then you shifted into a little bit different field and now you're a specialist in female body and female hormones and in nutrition. Um, how did this shift happen? Because, uh, well, I wouldn't, wouldn't want to judge uh, when you studied, but I assume that um, the education system that you went into, the medical education system, was actually shaped by uh, studying men rather than women, uh, researching men rather than women. So where did this shift happen? What happened to you, if you don't mind starting with this question? It's a great question. It's it's sort of how it all got started. And so I, yes, was at Johns Hopkins planning to become an OBGYN. And I had been having hormonal problems that were plaguing me throughout my teen years. But, you know, I would go see my gynecologist for annual visits and she would just tell me that it was sort of nothing to be concerned about. But they felt 
increasingly problematic to me and causing lots of different symptoms to the point where when I was at university, my weight ballooned up to over 200 pounds. I was covered face, chest, and back in painful cystic acne. Um, And I hadn't menstruated more than four or five times between the ages of 12 and 22. And for anybody who has female hormones, you know that once you start getting your period after puberty begins, it should be fairly regular and consistent. And so two of those uh, periods actually were induced with synthetic hormones because I just wasn't able to produce a cycle. And I really just could no longer accept the information that I was being told by my, my care provider, which was, this is normal. Uh, nothing to be concerned about. And, you know, we can just put you on birth control and that'll just sort of temporarily mask all these issues. I, being sort of a researcher at heart, couldn't accept that. So what does an obese, acneic, insomniacal girl do, uh, you know, on a Friday and Saturday night in university? Well, she's not out having fun because she's not feeling good. She's in the medical library researching what could be wrong with her. And it was there that I found in an obstetrics journal a small article talking about a disorder that for me, checked all the boxes of the symptoms that I was presenting with. So I took this information to my gynecologist the very next morning. We did some confirmatory testing and she uh, confirmed my diagnosis of polycystic ovarian syndrome. And I want you to know that I went seven years before I had this diagnosis. And that is pretty common, right? So this conversation about hormones opened my eyes to not only the fact that there was a limitation with the treatment options available to women with hormonal issues, right? But that also I was one of millions of women who were struggling with, whether that be PCOS or infertility or perimenopause, right? That there are issues that women face that we're just not getting the support that we need because of the way that the, the sort of traditional scope of care functions, which is if there's something wrong, we put you on synthetic hormones and shut off your internal hormonal production factory and hope that that mitigates your symptoms for as long as possible. But for so many of us, this is not a real solution because if you want to have children, for example, you can't be on this medication. In your perimenopausal years, you can't stay on synthetic hormones forever, right? So there are risks to doing these things and we needed better solutions. So I promised myself in that moment that I would Uh, when presented with these options for my own treatment, right? Like she said, well, we can just put you on the pill, um, you know, but your condition's going to get worse. You're going to gain more weight. You might develop diabetes, heart disease, cancer. You might have infertility. We'll just medicate you for the rest of your life. You know, and I said, no, I'm going to apply my very expensively trained mind and figure this out. What can be done to help rebalance the female endocrine system? And Mm -hmm. I promised myself that if I was able to to do that, that I would then build a a healthcare platform for women, whether they be in their menstruating years, their fertility years, or their perimenopausal years, to help them navigate naturally and effectively their hormonal issues. And that's what flowliving.com is. We're about to celebrate our 10-year anniversary. I'm really proud that we're the first uh, you know, hormonal healthcare, dedicated hormonal healthcare platform in the world. And we've helped countless women, not just myself, uh, recover their hormones, but countless women around the world, uh, you know, get rid of painful PMS or cramps or period problems, have the children that they wanted to have and go through perimenopause with less suffering. So 
that's the journey from start to end. And, and, you know, writing books has just been sort of a natural byproduct of wanting to share this education. Like you said, Christina, so many of us as women don't even know how our bodies work. And that, that really is one of the key reasons why so many of us suffer unnecessarily because we're, we just are missing that information about how our bodies work. And that the information that we are getting from the media, for example, like, you know, last year, I think 2020 was like the year of intermittent fasting in the media, right? And we hear this information, but what we're not hearing behind the scenes is that that research is being done on men and yes. postmenopausal women. And so we're also having this gender bias in medical fitness and nutrition research that trickles down into articles that you'll be reading, but you think that it applies to you. So you're trying all the latest fads and guess what? They're disrupting your hormones. They're making things worse. And you don't know why, because mm -hmm. you're sort of missing all this information. And I'm here to straighten that out. That's, that's amazing, Alicia. And I just wanted to read out a, a beautiful quote on your work by Gabriel Union Wade. She's the, uh, the famous actor, activist, author, and she's uh, NBA star Dwayne Wade's wife. So Gabriel Union Wade said, Alicia has shown me how to take care of my biological rhythm so I stay in a peak flow state. It's given me back my energy, made me a happier mom, and made me passionate about sharing this information with other women. It's about time for us to get in the flow. This, this information, uh, Alicia, why is it only coming out now? And, and why is this important for women to know? So I had been asking a question. You know, I've been taking care of women now for two decades. And about five, six years ago, I started getting excited. I, I looked around in the media and I said, oh my goodness, you might remember there was like this main menstruation was trending, right? There was mainstream was making well and good trends mm -hmm. and mind body green trends and saying that menstruation and menstrual wellness was something that was more mainstream, which was historic from a you know female health and feminist history point of view. This was historic, and that it was being disseminated across this global platform of you know the internet was pretty pretty amazing. So I thought, here's our moment as women. We're 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 breaking down the taboo, and there are plenty of health sites starting to report on how to have a healthier you know, hormonal cycle. And so I was expecting the numbers of cases to come down of women with these different issues. So I was tracking and I was looking at the data and it's just getting worse. There's, and here's what I like to say. There's wellness, wellness everywhere, but women are sicker than ever before, right? So we've got more biohacking and more articles and more stuff. But when we look at the statistics, you know, one in two women will have a hormonal issue in her lifetime, a, a thyroid issue, for example, 80% of women will have a hormonal issue in their lifetime. 80% of women will have a hormonal issue in her lifetime. When we compare that to men, it's not even in the same galaxy, right? We break it down even further. One in nine women have PCOS. One in eight women have fibroids. One in six couples is struggling with infertility and on and on and on, right? So we have these pretty dire statistics. And I kept asking myself, what are we missing? What is happening? Why is it so different between men and women? And this question just kept, kept to have, you know, it had its way with me, Vishen and Christina, like it kept riding me at night. It would keep me up at night. And I started thinking, well, really, what, really what's going on? Because after my first book where I outlined, which is Woman Code, and I outlined sort of the protocol that helps you recalibrate your endocrine system, and then this whole thing in the media, I thought for sure we'd see some change in these statistics. What I discovered and what prompted me to write this second book, In the Flow, 
was sort of the discovery of two things. The first I already shared, which is that women are being left out of all this research and anything that you're being told to do is fundamentally not going to work for you. But it's not just that. It's that we have a second biological clock that nobody knows about. And In the Flow is the first book actually to explain this clock and detail a, a way to support. So I'll back up and say, just for point of comparison, we all understand the circadian clock, right? The circadian rhythm mm-hmm. in our bodies. We've heard so many things about how supporting the circadian rhythm is germane to your well-being, right? We know, for example, that it's really bad for your health, short-term and long-term, to go to sleep at three in the morning and then wake up at five in the morning, right? You would not want to sleep for two hours and then start your day. It's not optimal. It's not good biohacking. It's not good for your health. It's not good for many systems of the body. We also know that the circadian rhythm is much more um, nuanced than just governing our sleep-wake cycles. For example, we know that the circadian rhythm governs when your blood pressure is most uh, elevated during the day and when it's most uh, when it's l- the lowest, we know when it's, it's going to govern when your bowel movements are most active and when they're least active. And this timing of different functions of the body is really useful to you because, you know, for example, if you're trying to get your good quality deep REM sleep and your blood pressure decides to go through the roof and you have to have a bowel movement, you're not going to be sleeping through the night, right? So it's really useful that we have these internal biological rhythms to keep the time for different functions of the body. So women have a second biological clock that we haven't heard about before, and it's called the infradian rhythm. So we have the circadian for, for everyone, and then women starting at puberty from their first period to their last, they have a second clock that gets activated called the infradian rhythm. And this Yes, you experience it over the course of your monthly cycle, like the circadian rhythm being too simplistic, saying it just governs your sleep-wake cycles. It would be too simplistic, and it's true, to say that it just governs when you're ovulating and menstruating. In fact, what it turns out to be is that the infradian rhythm governs six key systems of the female body, right? Your metabolism is impacted by this rhythm, your uh, immune response, your stress response, your brain function, your all your reproductive system, the, the period, the fertility, the sex drive, right? And even your microbiome. So all of these things are being affected by this infradian clock. So now we can see if we piece these two things together, I get the answer to my question. The question is, why are more women suffering? Well, if we're leaving women in their reproductive years out of medical fitness and nutrition research, that's trying to study best practices on diet and health and lifestyle, right? And women have this second clock that we're not factoring into all these recommendations. All the recommendations are actually disrupting that infradian clock and wreaking havoc on all these systems of the female body, whether it be metabolic or cognitive or reproductive. Uh, I, I do want to go deeper into, into understanding uh, this second clock as well, but I want to ask a question which is a little bit to the side. Uh, so I understand that the medical research has been emitting women in fertile years because it's too complicated. If uh, the medical research for uh, let's say, hundreds of years was avoiding researching women because it brings too much complexity, then how, like, if I'm not uh, with a medical degree, how am I to even swim out of this whole sea of information? Where do I get information? Uh, is there information? Because it is, it feels overwhelming. I kind of get the urgency, but I don't even know where to look for help. So what do we regular women do to to figure it out? Because even if you go to the doctor, doctors are trained 
on research which is made on men. Right. So I, I've heard, I've read somewhere that apparently the signs of hearts of heart attack in women and men is different. Let me just yeah. interject because yeah. it's such a rich tangent you want to go down, which is, you know, for <laughs> example, the the National Institute of Health is deeply concerned about the lack of females inclusivity in human clinical trials. And in 1995, they actually put out like a PSA, a public service announcement, so to speak, to say, please include more women in their reproductive years mm -hmm. in human clinical trials. The set, that's great. Because they know that you know they need this nuanced gender-based information when you know um, dosing medication and doing procedures and all of this. However, as of 2015, the the sort of update is that progress on including more women into these studies has been slim to none. So mm -hmm. it's not going well yet. They're trying, but it's not happening quickly enough. And there's a legacy reason behind this, of course. It's that you know there were they were doing dr experimental drug testing, right, on for, for new medications on women in the reproductive years who may not have known that they were pregnant, and these experimental medications could have led to problems with pregnancies. And so that's why they just sort of whole hog left women out because of that. But there are plenty of studies that don't necessarily look at medication that women could be included. And we see this especially in fitness and nutrition research, which isn't something that's necessarily going to have these as extreme outcomes where women could be much more included. So that when you look on a website to say, okay, gee, I'm ready to start um, a new fitness plan. Mm -hmm. And you read about HIIT workouts, which are like the gold standard, let's say, of workouts that you're given correct information about that because what you're hearing, which is that you could do a HIIT workout every day and that that will give you the benefit of building lean muscle and using fat, stored fat as fuel. That's actually not true for you depending on where you are in the cycle and this infradian effect on your metabolic and stress response systems, right? So where does a woman look? Well, that's why I wrote this book, because there isn't this information, right? I wrote in the flow, there's chart after chart after chart in each chapter. What should you eat when, based on this infrading effect? Which workouts should you do when? How can you take advantage of the 25% shift in your brain that takes place over the month to optimize your work and minimize your stress? What can you do to make motherhood less stressful? How do you organize yeah. all the different activities of motherhood? How can you biohack your sexual response? 60% of women are sexually unsatisfied. This, in my opinion, has a direct line back to the fact that they don't know that their sexual response is modulated across the month because of this infradian rhythm and that they would need to approach achieving their sexual peak you know, experience in a different way, depending on where they are in the month, right? How do we engage in a way where we're, where we're in sync? I never want my husband to be psychic to know exactly because he can't be right. But he knows and I built this into the MyFlow app. My, the, the app I built is called MyFlow, MyFlowTracker.com. And you can not only know where you are in each of these phases of your cycle and how the infradian rhythm is affecting all these different key systems of the body and it tells you what to do and you can schedule your life around it. But you can also drop in your partner into the feature called Partner Sync. And so in one of the phases of my cycle, I would be very receptive for my husband to suggest us going out to dinner with another couple friends right? Let's go see our friends, you know, that are also married and let's hang out together. 
that would be very appealing to me at the right stage of this infradian effect. In a different stage, I would hate that suggestion and find it really uh, like irritating or stressful to have that request made of me. So instead of him having to guess in the dark, he can know the exact formula that repeats every month when to suggest what in our relationship so that we're having less friction as a couple. And it's one of the secrets of our relationship success, of course. So I, I, I know that a lot of this is in the book and we're definitely recommending the book. The book sounds absolutely fascinating. But could you speak on those two examples? Give us a clue of, of exactly how this works. Um, teach us, what do we as men and women need to understand about this? Particularly, two things you said really caught my attention. One was the concept of hit workouts, because mind, the Mind Valley community is big on that. Um, we have a program called 10X. We have a thousand people completing coaching certification right now uh, to become uh, trainers in 10X. And 10X is, is a big part of it is the HIT methodology. But I'm curious to know what should be different in this methodology for women? That would be the first question. And when you're done with that, I'd love to go on to the second question. Okay. So first question about HIT workouts. So here's the thing that women need to know. Our metabolism changes throughout the month. So the whole first thing I want you to scrap is if you have a, a thought in your mind, a conditioned belief, right? Because you've, you've been conditioned to think this way, mm -hmm. that you should strive, that you're, you're, the best thing you could do would be to strive to eat the same amount of calories every day and do the same intensity workout every day. Please find that code in your brain, that little program in your brain, rip it out, delete it, burn it, throw it away. Okay, it is outdated and it is based on male biorhythms, right? The male biological rhythms repeat every 24 hours. And since all research has been done on this um, pattern, all the recommendations you'll see, of course, will say to do the same thing day in, day in, day out. And for men, it is optimal in the biohacking community for you to wake up at 5 or 6 a.m. every day to take advantage of your peak testosterone surge in the morning, do your workout, do your strength training at the same time, have your quiet time for deep work at the same time every day. There is an optimal time for you to have your best sexual experience during the day and for you to interact relationship-wise throughout the day in different ways, whether that be with your partner or with work. It's all the same, rinse and repeat every 24 hours. And men, you should strive for that to optimize your health and well-being and your productivity. For women, get rid of this idea. You do not operate on a 24-hour pattern. You are infradian more than you are circadian during your reproductive years. Yes, you have a circadian clock. Yes, you have to go to sleep at the same time every day, and that, that benefits you. But for example... In the second half of your cycle, after ovulation has happened, when I'll break down the cycle in a second, you need more sleep. You need 20 minutes more sleep every night compared to men. But in the second half of the cycle, you need a little bit extra sleep because resting cortisol levels are higher in the second half of the cycle. And if you were to wake up early because that's quote unquote optimal, right? It's optimal for men, not for you. You're going to actually mm -hmm. jack up cortisol levels and then you're going to disrupt blood sugar for the rest of the day, which is going to cause all sorts of more exacerbation of symptoms in the hormonal arena. So let me back up and, and specifically answer this question. Let's talk about metabolism. In the first half of the cycle, which is the follicular and ovulatory phases of the cycle, your metabolism is slower. You can and should eat fewer calories, okay, safely. 
this would be a time when if you were going to do a cleanse or a detox, you would do it in this phase of the cycle. And you can and should do HIIT workouts and cardio because resting cortisol levels are lower. So the combination of slower metabolism, lower resting cortisol levels, restricting calories and doing HIIT workouts optimizes your biology for you to use stored fat as fuel to build lean muscle and for you to keep your blood sugar stable. This is gold. This is what we want. Okay. Mm -hmm. Then ovulation happens. And now we're in the second half of the cycle, the luteal phase of the cycle. In the luteal phase of the cycle, studies are conclusive that your metabolism speeds up requiring you to eat 279 more calories per day. Did you catch that? You need to eat more calories in the Mm -hmm. second half because most of us have been so conditioned to believe that we're simply smaller versions of men with more sluggish metabolisms. So we need to restrict calories more and work out harder every day. Do not do this in the second half of the cycle. If you continue to restrict calories after ovulation, guess what you do? You turn on fat storage, not what you want, right? You destabilize blood sugar and you turn on fat storage. Then because resting cortisol levels are higher, the research is conclusive that you must avoid, you must not do HIIT workouts at all. Because if you do that in combination with this whole metabolic change, you turn on fat storage and you turn on muscle wasting. So here you are as a female trying to be your fittest self and you're doing the same intensity and the same caloric intake of workouts and eating every day, the first half of the cycle, you're going to make your two steps forward. And then in the second half, by staying consistent with this male pattern of biohacking optimization, you're going to undo your progress in the short term. And in the long term, you're going to gain weight, right? Which is really frustrating. In fact, the U.S. women's soccer team uses this understanding of the infradian effect on their metabolic changes to modulate their training throughout the month. So what do you do if you're not doing a HIIT workout in the second half of the cycle, right? And I've maintained a 60-pound weight loss for two decades, so I am here to tell you this works really well. Um, What you do is you do strength training without a cardio component. So you go lift heavy things, you do Pilates on a reformer if you have access to it, You do squats up against the wall. You hold planks till you pass out. You do strength training, right? And this is excellent because now the combination of eating more calories to meet your metabolic increase and removing the cardio to take the pressure off the adrenals and just focus on building lean muscle with strength training, you now make your body a fat-burning machine and a blood sugar-stable environment. And why is this important? Why would we need to do this? Well, your cycle is there to protect ovulation, right? Ovulation is the main event of the cycle. Every ovulation puts money in your health bank account today and for the years that you will not be menstruating and ovulating. Every ovulation is cardio, neuro, and osteoprotective. And so we want to make, we want to preserve ovulation. And so many of us as women, we're disrupting our cycles because we're restricting calories all month, which decreases, which destabilizes blood sugar and disrupts ovulation. Then we are doing stressful workouts, which jacks up cortisol, disrupts ovulation and disrupts the production of progesterone. Progesterone being this key hormone that we need to, to set us up for every ensuing ovulation. So cycle syncing, the cycle syncing method, which is this method that I created to help us 
understand what to do in each of the phases so that we can synchronize our self-care activities with our actual biology and not synchronize our self-care activities based on the biology of men. The cycle syncing method, which has now taken TikTok by storm, we have 5 million women hashtag cycle syncing on TikTok. It's a movement. It's really exciting. The idea here is that you know you're doing it right when your symptoms go away. Like so so many of us in the second half of our cycle, we think to ourselves, oh, this is the time when I'm going to have PMS. I'm going to be cranky. I'm going to be foggy headed. I'm going to be tired. I'm going to have cramps and bloating and all these symptoms. That is not normal. That's a sign of hormonal imbalance. And you might be inadvertently causing that hormonal imbalance by mismanaging your self-care activities and basing them on the male or just the circadian clock, right? You have to factor in both of your clocks, the circadian and the infradian. That's what's so revolutionary about in the flow and the cycle syncing method. It finally, there is a, a method for women who have an active infradian rhythm to start supporting this and achieving results, eliminating PMS, having better fertility, easier perimenopause, better sex drive, better weight management, all the things that we want. This is awesome. This is so mind-blowing. And I'm seeing people literally use that word. Valerian Ayatan said, I am mind-blown. I stayed to listen <laughs> because my schedule just happened to be free. And now I've learned so much that is going to be useful to me as a woman. And uh, Farina is saying, Vision, this must be incorporated into 10X. I'm going to make sure that our 10X researchers um, really dig into this and maybe even reach out to you, Elisa, so that we can incorporate these protocols, especially for our coaches who are working with women. This is fascinating subject matter. Anyone who's training women, right? If you're a personal trainer and you're training a female client, if you're going to make up the workout of the day for her, you need to know where she is in her cycle, period, yeah. pun intended. You have to know because if you're just saying, okay, today we're going to go hard on the, on the weights, well, that's generally fine, right? If she, especially since she's in the luteal phase, that will be great. But if she's in the, in the first half of the cycle, yeah, you can do it, but it won't move the needle as quickly for her, whereas cardio and HIIT workouts would, right? So being able to be wow. precise prescribing the right workout for this person at the right time is, is really just time for us to do this. You know, and I think the biohacking conversation as a whole has been, you know, just mimicking the gender bias of the research situation. It's, it's been a more male dominated conversation. You know, I'm the one of the only female biohackers. I'm the first female biohacker, for example, to speak on the main stage at South by Southwest to introduce this concept that even we should be on thinking that there should be a subtle difference in how we approach, uh, you know, self-care or biohacking for men and women, just even introducing that concept um, is something that I think is very timely now. Wow. So uh, thank you, Alisa, actually, for, for um, promoting this idea, because uh, in years in personal growth, uh, it's only in the recent years I've been hearing uh, that we have to eat and exercise, have sex, even perform at work, uh, do things differently depending on where we are in our cycle as women. But I have this question. So while there's obviously a gender gap, a data gap, not just gender gap, but data gap, like there is not much information out there. And even good meaning uh, trainers or nutritionists uh, might, might 
just not be trained on that. And it, it is obviously not something that, oh, yeah, I know the fact that it exists, but you have to actually understand the to understand how it, how it works. So how, how do we regular women who are not medically trained go about that? Because uh, it's also a little bit frustrating to be hearing like, oh, you are being uh, PMSing or you're being, um, being emotional or being irrational because there is no irrationality. Correct. There's this approach that, you know, you can't really listen to what your body wants because it, it will cheat you into eating, into indulging, into, into sleeping in, into being lazy. But as you're saying, we actually might objectively need more sleep, more food, uh, more rest. Not so might, we, we do. <laughs> It's yes. not, it's so not what, an opinion, it's a fact. This perception and, and yeah. not be crushed by people shaming you into, into trying to behave like little men, which we are not. Yes, you're pointing out so many important things, Christina. There's <laughs> institutional bias, there's gender bias, there's patriarchy, there's all sorts of things in the conversation that, that have us feeling a little confused and turned around. I'm not necessarily here to, to dive into that bigger conversation because I'm a person who loves science. And what I know is for myself as well, because I was swimming in the same pond that we're all swimming in as women, right? How did I dig myself out into a point of clarity? I walked over a bridge of science into a relationship with my biology that is fact-based, that empowers me to make the appropriate decisions and choices for myself on a day-to-day basis. And then because I became sort of the world's expert in this, I built the tools that make it easy for everyone else. So if you're feeling overwhelmed and confused, you can do two things right now. You can buy the book because it has all the charts. So it's all mapped out when to eat what, which workouts to do, what to work on at work, when to do what with your mothering plan, when to have you know, when to use a vibrator, when not, when to, you know, when to go on dates, when to negotiate a raise. It's all mapped out in the book. And then you can also download the app, myflowtracker.com. It has the circle icon, not the feather. And the circle icon, my flow tracker, this app tells you which phase of the cycle you're in, what is doing, what's it doing to your brain, your metabolism, your sex drive, your work, your work productivity. And then it lets you schedule into your own calendar, whatever it is you need to be doing to optimize your health and your productivity and your life in that phase. It takes all the guesswork out of it. You don't have to become the expert in it. You just have to put your details in it. And what's really exciting is it's a positive biofeedback tool as well, because you're going to be tracking your cycle symptoms throughout the month, every single day. And the more you use the cycle syncing method and you start synchronizing all your self-care activities at the right time, you're going to watch your symptom burden go down month after month until you wake up one day and say, gee, oh my gosh, I can't believe my period just started. I had no symptoms, right? That's how you know you've taken care of your hormones and your cycle syncing efforts are paying off because you're going to see the payoff in the quality of your cycle, right? Because right now what every woman is doing without realizing it is disrupting her infradian rhythm and that puts an increased symptom burden on your menstrual cycle. So we know that you're having infradian disruption to the same degree that you're having period symptoms or period problems or fertility issues or perimenopause issues, right? The more you start to support your infradian rhythm, the more those symptoms disappear. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing with the circadian rhythm, right? If you were disrupting your circadian rhythm, right, and not sleeping at the right times of the day and all that, you would start to have symptoms, right? And those symptoms, if they kept 
becoming persistent, like you kept doing the bad sleeping, those symptoms could turn into diseases or disorders, right? And we know that from the famous nurses study, right? So similarly, the more you disrupt your infradian rhythm, they can start out with monthly symptoms, but that can quickly snowball into other conditions and problems, right? So mm-hmm. we can walk ourselves back from that by supporting our infradian rhythm. And the cycle syncing method is the only way to do that. And you can do that very easily without getting overwhelmed by reading the book in the flow and downloading the app, myflowtracker.com. And I just want to add that the MyFlow app, uh, M-Y-F-L-O, is consistently ranked in the top 10 of all paid apps in health and fitness on iTunes. And today, uh, I just checked out the app. It's only $1.99. So it's a very minimal investment. And uh, it's it's it has 10,000 positive reviews. So definitely go check out the MyFlow app on the App Store. Yeah, I'm pretty proud of that, Vishen, because, you know, there is no uh, women's health category or menstrual ha- health category or even period app category. There's just health and fitness. And so for the, the MyFlow app to be ranked so highly uh, among, let's say, step trackers and sleep trackers, it really has to do with just how long women are staying on the app. I mean, the, our average user is in that app every day for 15 or more minutes because they're getting such huge value out of learning their daily weather report, right? What what are what are my hormones today? What do I need to know? Okay, how can I it's kind of like you start your day, you you log into a lot of women say this is how they start their day. Instead of checking the weather outside to know how to get dressed, they go into the MyFlow app, they figure out where they are in their cycle. Okay, I'm going to do this today with my workouts, with my food. Um, it's really exciting. You, there's, you can even add on features where you get grocery lists and meal plans and workout videos all tailored to each of the phases of your cycle so that it's all done for you. You just have to stay in the flow and you don't have to worry about, um, you know, figuring it out. And that's the other reason, Christina, you know, cause you had mentioned also that you've been in the personal growth and development space for a long time. I as well, right? And one of the things that I found really frustrating was trying to optimize, let's say, my productivity, right? Mm -hmm. And I tried everything from the great Tony Robbins rapid planning method, who I I adore Tony, and um, and to you know good old standard Franklin Covey time management systems. And I would look, I would try to do this, and they're all premised on again the same concept of um, you get up every day at the same time. You have a morning routine around physical fitness at the same time, and then you do your deep work first, and then you do all the little details after. It's, it's variations of that, but it's rinse and repeat every 24 hours with you know evaluations every week to, to replan the next week, right? This is not practical if you have both a circadian and an infradian clock active because my brain changes, the female brain changes up to 25% over the course of the month. This was discovered... Uh, by Dr. Catherine Woolley in 1997 at uh, Cornell University, I believe. And she looked at the female brain and said, okay, we're, we're thinking, we're solving problems differently. Of course, the studies have shown you can do anything at any time, but you have certain advantages at different stages of the month. For example, during ovulation, you have this peak surge of estrogen during ovulation, right? That's what causes the egg to leave the ovary, for example. But it also increases circulating estrogen in your brain. And this hyperstimulates the verbal and social centers of your brain. So during ovulation, you are the most verbally apt and the most socially ease 
person, right? Mm. So you could plan to give presentations, you could plan to negotiate, you could plan to go on first dates, you could plan to give a presentation, anything that you to go to networking events, anything that leverages your verbal and social skills, because it's happening in peak ways during this time. So if the whole idea of these time management systems from before is so that you have a routine based on your biochemistry that allows you to create a peak flow state, right? We all remember that famous book by Mihaly, I can never pronounce his last name. (laughs) Thank you. um, About this idea of the flow state concept, right? That's one of the reasons why I named the book In the Flow. It's a play on the flow of your cycle. But what happens when you synchronize with your biology as a woman, you do actually achieve this peak flow state more consistently. And it isn't something that you do by doing the same activities during the day. It's actually by modulating your activities Mm -hmm. based on these brain chemistry changes, these metabolic changes, and these other systemic changes in the body so that you are working in a peak flow way while minimizing stress. So for example, the luteal phase, there's the introduction of a second hormone in the brain chemistry that you don't have access to at any other time of the month, and that's progesterone. The luteal phase is the longest phase of the cycle. It's 10 to 12 days. Progesterone, we think of the PMS phase as this throwaway phase where we're going to be brain foggy and whatnot. Well, that's because you're not making enough progesterone and you're not synchronizing your self-care until you're estrogen-dominant, progesterone-deficient, and that creates PMS. But what's supposed to happen in the luteal phase is that you make slightly more progesterone than estrogen, and all this progesterone in your brain, flooding your brain at that time, has a calming and focusing effect. So here you have 10 to 12 days where you're not supposed to do deep work just for two hours in the morning every morning as a woman. During the luteal phase, the longest phase of the month, this is where you should clear your schedule of all social obligations and do your deep work every day for those 10 to 12 days. You know, so for example, when I write books, every luteal phase, I'm writing, editing and writing, mm-hmm. right? In the follicular phase, I might be making a, a, um, a chapter outline. And in the ovulatory phase, I might talk to my editor about my ideas. And then I get to writing. And then in the menstrual phase, I edit and evaluate and make my next plan, right? So you can maximize your workflow and your productivity, not by trying to do all these activities in the same 24-hour period, but spreading them out onto the month, mapping it against these brain changes to leverage the gifts of these hormonal impacts on your cognitive performance. It's a game changer. It's how I get so much done without stressing myself out. This is amazing, Alicia. And we've come to the end of this podcast. And I just want to read a beautiful comment I just saw in our live audience from Leah Dickard. It feels so good to hear that there is nothing wrong with me, not always being able to fully implement all the discipline, productivity methods, and personal development, or having phases in which I completely feel, behave, or act differently. So Alicia, you really helped touch the lives of so many people in our audience today, and I bet thousands more when this podcast airs. Thank you so much. And for those of you who want to go deeper into Alicia Vitti's work, follow her on Instagram, A-L-I-S-A dot Vitti, V-I-T-T-I. And follow her company, Flow Living, F-L-O Living. You can also get the book from flowliving.com, F-L-O-Living.com. Alicia, thank you so much. Thanks, Vishen. Thanks, Christina, for having me. Such a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for sharing your wisdom and knowledge in your heart. It's, it's really important what you're doing. Thank you so much.
Thank you. So as we wrap up this Mind Valley podcast, guys, thank you for joining us. I will see you in our next episode. Take care. Vishen Lakiani, and this is the Mind Valley Podcast. If you like the Mind Valley Podcast, take the next step: become a Mind Valley member. Imagine being coached daily by the greatest teachers on the planet. How quickly would you transform your health, your mindset, your body? Your relationships. How quickly would you double the size of your company? How quickly would you see your career grow? How quickly would you eliminate any limiting belief that's holding you back and manifest a life that you once thought beyond your dreams? When you become a member, you don't just get access to the greatest education in the world. You become part of a community of a hundred and fifty thousand of the most incredible people dedicated to personal growth. Go to mindvalley.com forward slash now to get started.